Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. He says nobody finds themselves in a situation. You put yourself in a situation. And if you put yourself in that situation, you can put yourself in another situation. That moment changed my life. It's the most daring, moving story ever to have been told one of agony and glory of a mission to uphold Mm, and you're essential to this story a letter in its sacred scroll and it's not just allegory when you embrace your place and role you never find yourself in a situation you cannot undo So let your letters shine Unto the nations Be proud to be a Jew Cause we've been hunted down In senseless hate And we're searching back With love and care And it's never Ever too late For any Jew Anywhere Souls, a holy letter, every family word, a community, a sentence, each voice it must be heard. And to the letters that rose up in smoke, we must do more than say never again, and be the eternal letters of hope for our children and for them. And you know, you never find yourself in a situation that you cannot undo so let your letter shine unto the nations be proud to be a Jew cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate and we're searching back with love and care I know it's never, never, never too late for any Jew, any Jew He said to himself, if the Nazis search out every Jew in hate, we will search out every Jew in love. There's a home we must build together. To heal a fractured world The dignity of difference We must treasure In our deeds And in our words Live with faith in our future Be the leader you were born to be And the day will come much sooner When we'll all live Never find yourself in a situation that you cannot undo. So let your letter shine onto the nations. Be proud to be a Jew. Because we've been hunted down in senseless hate and we're searching back with love and Any Jew, anywhere. 
מדוע אתם שותקים? מדוע אתם שותקים רבותיי? מה אתם מחכים?
lips to sing your praise, my heart to feel the joy. Let me have the gift for which I'm yearning. Another night in Israel. Desert flowers blooming in the spring, the grapes upon the vine. Let me walk the beaches in the moonlight. Let me fall in love in Israel. Wherever you go, I will go. Having to follow my heart, riding the wings that will carry me home. Wherever you the day of plowshares from our souls, a time to mend, a time to gather stones, a time for peace in Israel. Let me hear the voice of bride and groom, of laughter in the sea. the prayers of our children so they need not fear in Israel wherever you go You'll find me 
קהל נכבד, מוכנים? רוצה להקדיש את השיר.
get back to California. I'm gonna round up every Jew I've ever known. I'm gonna sit down right down there in front of me. Gonna take out this guitar and sing them all these songs. God is alive and well in Jerusalem, yeah. People praying three times a day to Him. Throw away the cars and bones, the stocks and bones, and up loans. Grab a boat, a plane, if need be, swim. Some folks got a Lincoln Continental Dented glass so nobody sees it Just one time I'd like to roll down the window Say you ain't gonna fool the law with this hunk of tin J.M. in the A.M. God is alive and well in Jerusalem. That's uh, an understatement. You know who spoke and um, I believe had an underlying theme of God is alive and well in Jerusalem? Jonathan Pollard. Did you hear his speech at Merkaz Harav on Yom Yerushalayim? Boy, he had the guts and courage to say certain things. I don't know if I would say everything that he said publicly. Uh, if you missed it, check it out. 
It was recommended highly to me, and I'm glad I saw it. Uh, it's uh, on YouTube. It's a speech that he gave just a few days ago, Yom Yerushalayim at Merkaz Harav, Jonathan Pollard. You search it, you'll find it. Um, he's certainly making people think with what he is saying publicly. He is certainly making people think. That might be the best thing of all. We need people to start thinking out there. Yaakov Shweki, Libiba Mizrach, and Misha Beirach in Israel. That was Sam Glazer, Naomi Shemer, Zalkol Eila, Uvoa Ovdim from the one and only Reb Shlomo Kalbach. Ruvi New, brand new with It's Never Too Late. And Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Go to the app comments, and Chef Red says, perfect song. May Hashem watch over our soldiers and all of our families in Israel. Amen to that. Primetime Parent says, thank you for your honest reporting. Thank you. And Jeezy Settler says, I needed some good Israeli songs for these hard days we are going through now. Thank you. You guys are the best. You know just what songs to play. I was at this Shweki concert when he sang this for the first time. It was an experience. Yeah, I felt today... I just had to, especially after watching the Pollard speech, I said I just have to play some Yerushalayim music, some Israel music, keep the messages going that we are praying constantly for the safety of our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. We are praying constantly for the IDF and the IAF. May they deter and destroy the enemy. Um, We have to remember that. We are, you know, often we gather or privately we say to Hillam, we think about the quote-unquote matzav, the situation in Israel, but uh, sometimes we need to just remind ourselves what it is we're praying for. We're praying for the safety and security of our brothers and sisters in Israel. We're praying for the for the one above to help the IDF and the IAF deter and, de- and destroy the enemy. And the enemy is um, often within, which is unfortunate. It takes a lot of work to deal with that, both here and uh, in Israel. And often the enemy is literally within, meaning that uh, you know Jews right now, especially in the Lud area, are um, suffering the consequences of living near an Arab neighborhood, and um, and suffering from the riots that are going on. So it's a complicated situation, and one that um, certainly needs our prayers. And uh, like I said, let us hope that the public officials responsible for the safety and security of our people act logically. Because if they would act logically, our people would be better off. Later on, by the way, uh, habitachonistim. I call it habitachonistim. It's really habitachonistim. Habitachonistim. Israel's Defense and Security Forum. Uh, They're a not-for-profit, a movement aiming to educate, influence, and shape the narrative about Israel's strategic national security needs. Now, I I don't know if today could be any better a day than to speak to a representative from Habitronistim. That'll happen later on this morning here at JMN. What time are they scheduled for? We have them coming up. uh, Let's see. What do we got here? We have them coming up at the 7.35 this morning here at JM in the AM. Yeah, it couldn't possibly be a, a better day than this one to speak to them. Uh, tomorrow, we visit a congregation. Tomorrow, we visit a community that not only is what I consider an ever-growing Jewish community, and I've seen it a lot in the last 50 years, Um, In addition to it being an ever-growing Jewish community, it is a very, very involved Jewish community. There is no 
unifying national and or international cause that is not part of the Congregation Eitz Chaim's membership's agenda that I know of. We visit Livingston, New Jersey tomorrow morning. Literally this time tomorrow, we'll be speaking to people at Congregation Eitz Chaim in Livingston, New Jersey. Under the leadership of Rabbi Klibanoff, he and the Presidium and uh, the membership have invited us, and we'll be there tomorrow morning between 6 and 9. Tune in. It should be a fascinating show for two reasons. Number one, the community. And number two, speaking to people who are who are never too shy to get involved in important Jewish causes. That's basically the theme, or the two themes for tomorrow morning's show. So um, that's all tomorrow between 6 and 9 a.m. in Livingston, New Jersey, right here at JM and the AM. From there, by the way, we're doing a live lunch down at Deluxe Bistro in Lakewood, New Jersey. Whoever thought that Madison Avenue in Lakewood would become a culinary destination? Deluxe Bistro, American and Asian cuisine, We'll be there from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. on Madison Avenue in Lakewood. Go to Deluxe Bistro, D-L-U-X, bistro.com for information. And we'll be visiting there midday tomorrow for a Thursday live lunch. And Friday, Malcolm Honeline with our weekly update. We'll have a chance to talk about uh, Israel and uh, what's going on. And uh, next week, we are off the air Monday and Tuesday. It's going to be a short week for me. Off the air Monday and Tuesday for Shavuos. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's going to be a, uh, going to be a relatively short week for me. (sighs) Anyway, uh, welcome to a Wednesday on this 12th of May, day one in the month of Sivan. Today is Rosh Chodesh Sivan, all the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh. Yalavayavo, half Hallel. Um, special Torah reading, Musaf Baruch Inafshi, and whatever your custom calls for. Today's Rosh Chodesh Sivan. Again, all the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh. Today is day number 45 in the counting of the Omer. Today is day number 45 in the counting of the Omer. That's six weeks and three days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Day number 45 in the counting of the Omer. Wow. Time is marching on, isn't it? <laughs> 48 degrees, 52% humidity. Winds are west at 7 miles per hour. Partly cloudy, high of 67. Then tonight, partly cloudy, low 49. Tomorrow, mostly sunny. High Thursday, 70 degrees. 78 in Yerushalayim, 48 here in New York City. As we say good morning at JM and the AM. And again... Tomorrow in Livingston, Congregation 8 Chaim, and then down to Lakewood for our live lunch. Join us as we uh, hit the road again tomorrow, as we expertly do, I must say, here at JMNAM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Plenty coming up, lots to talk about, lots to do. It's a big morning, like every Wednesday is, right here at JM in the AM. Places. I've been all around the world, seen a lot of faces, never know where I was on the horizon. Ooh, well, I know, I know, I know, I know 
J.M. in the A.M. Oh, Yeshvu. MBD, Mordechai Ben David, of course. Rosh Chodesh Nia Sivan. Rosh Chodesh Sivan here at J.M. in the A.M. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh, don't forget. As we, uh, as we keep our brothers and sisters in Israel forefront on our minds during these times. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh, Yalaviavo, Half Halel. Special, excuse me, special Torah reading, Musaf Bar whatever it is that your custom calls for. Before Mordechai and David, the Moshav band with Come Back Home, done by the Maccabees. Wednesday, day 45 in the counting of the Omer, day number 45. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. I wanted to mention that our friends at Art Scroll have a Shvuas cookbook, a sampling of mouth-watering recipes from their best-selling cookbooks. That's available right now as a free download at artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com, always use promo code radio, but also realize that there's a sampler, a sampling of mouth-watering recipes from their best-selling cookbooks. It's available now as a free download if you go to artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com and enjoy and get ready for Shavuos. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Getting to the top of the hour and our news from Israel, and then plenty more. Habit Chonistim will join us at the bottom of the hour. They are a, um, I'm not sure if we should call them a forum or a think tank, but they deal with uh, the security of the state of Israel. No better day than today to speak to them, and that'll be coming up later on this hour here at JM in the AM. 48 degrees, partly cloudy, high of 67. Yerushalayim is at 78. We're at 48 here in New York City. JM in the AM. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday is next. Chodesh Tov from JM in the AM. Galitzal, Yerushalayim, Asha'a 2. Shalom Rav. Ba'ulpan, Rani Avnai, Ima Shekorei Akshav. מתח כבד בשעה זו לעבר יישובי העוטף, אשדוד ואשקלון. מצטרף אלינו עכשיו כתבנו יובל סגב. שלום יובל, בעצם הפעם האחרונה שהיה דבר כזה, לפנות בוקר. כן, רן, אחרי שעות של שקט יחסי באשדוד ואשקלון, מתחדש הירי של ארגוני הטרור לכיוון הערים הגדולות הללו. קיבלנו מתח לאזור עם מספר יירוטים, נשמעו פיצוצים להערכתי של כיפת ברזל. כרגע גם אנחנו נמצאים בתחנת מד"א באשקלון. טרם קיבלו פה דיווחים על נפגעים, נקווה שהמצב יישאר כך, עד כאן. תודה לך, יובל. ממש עכשיו דובר צה"ל מודיע במבצע משותף של צה"ל ושירות הביטחון הכללי, סוכלו בכירים בפורום המטה הכללי של חמאס, כמה בדיוק ומי, אנחנו עדיין לא יודעים. מוקדם יותר הרוג ושני פצועים קשה מפגיעת טיל נ"ט שנורה מרצועת עזה. מדווח כתבנו לענייני צבא וביטחון צחי דבוש. חוליה של חמאס ביצעה ירי של טיל נגד טנקים לעבר כלי רכב בצד הישראלי של הגבול. כתוצאה מהפגיעה, אדם אחד נהרג, אחר במצב אנוש ופצוע נוסף במצב קשה. תוך כדי פינוי הפצועים בוצע ירי מסיבי של פצמ"רים כדי למנוע טיפול רפואי בנפגעים, והם פונו תחת אש לבית החולים. כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסר וולברג מוסרת שלאור האירועים הדיון בקבינט המדיני-ביטחוני הוקדם לשעה חמש וחצי אחרי הצהריים. גורם מדיני אמר מוקדם יותר, כל האפשרויות על השולחן, חשבנו שאנחנו בפני סבב קצר יותר, כרגע הכל פתוח. שר הביטחון בני גנץ התייחס לפני זמן קצר לאירועים. תקפנו מאות רבות של מטרות, מגדלים נופלים, מפעלים קורסים, מנהרות מושמדות ומפקדים מסוכנים. כל האמצעים וכל האופציות על השולחן ויש עוד המון פעילות בבנק. צה"ל ימשיך לתקוף ויביא לשקט מוחלט ולטווח רחוק.
המהומות אמש בלוד, נשיא המדינה ריבלין אומר, הפרעות בוצעו בידי המון ערבי מוסת וצמא דם. שתיקת ההנהגה הערבית מחפירה. מראה הפוגרום בלוד והפרעות ברחבי ישראל על ידי המון ערבי מוסת, מוסת עד כמעט צמאון דם, שפוגע בחיי אדם, ברכוש, ואף שלח יד בקודשי ישראל. הוא דבר בלתי נסלח. שתיקת ההנהגה הערבית אל מול הפרעות הללו היא שתיקה לא ראויה, אפילו מחפירה. בתוך כך ראש הממשלה נתניהו הגיע בצהריים לתחנת המשטרה בעכו להערכת מצב בעקבות האירועים יחד עם ראש העיר לנקרי, השר לביטחון הפנים אוחנה ומפכ"ל המשטרה קובי שבתאי. מזג האוויר לסיום, הטמפרטורות ירדו מעט והן תהיינה רגילות בעונה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
JM in the AM with Avremo Lama. It's Avram Freed. Rosh Chodesh morning, Wednesday here at JM in the AM. Reminder, tomorrow we're on the road, Livingston, New Jersey. We broadcast JM in the AM tomorrow morning from Congregation 8 Chaim under the leadership of Rabbi Klibanoff. Uh, he and his presidium and his membership have invited us to be there tomorrow morning and We'll have an opportunity not only to speak about an ever-growing Jewish community, but talk about community involvement in so many important international causes, especially vis-a-vis Israel. It's tomorrow morning, J.M. and the A.M. from Congregation 8 Chaim in Livingston, New Jersey. Our live lunch tomorrow, 11 a.m. in Lakewood, New Jersey. We'll be broadcasting from Deluxe Bistro. Believe it or not, Lakewood has destination dining on Madison Avenue in Lakewood. Deluxe, D-L-U-X, bistro.com. D-L-U-X-Bistro.com. We're scheduled to be there 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. tomorrow for the live launch. Day 45 in the counting of the Omer. Day number 45, six weeks and three days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. The president of the Royal Wine Corporation is our very good friend, Yaichi Herzog. Based on the communication that Yaichi has had with me over the last few days via text, it has been for him and obviously for our brothers and sisters in Israel, because remember, Yaichi just landed here back in the United States this morning. So the last few days since Yom Yerushalayim have been very difficult for our brothers and sisters in Israel, and he could certainly give us a first-hand account of just what they go through every single time there is a red alert in the Holy Land. Yaichi Herzog, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Baruch Hashem. So you landed here this morning. What were the last couple of days like for you in Israel? You know, Nachum, I've been traveling all over the world. I've been around, and we all hear the stories of the bomb shelters and the sirens going off and everything. But let me tell you, I think the Eberster wanted to give me a lesson what it means. So scared in my life. I, never, I was in the middle of having supper, Petach <clears throat> Tikva, and suddenly, <clears throat> in the middle of eating supper, you hear the sirens go off, and everyone starts running for their lives. And I'm like, you know, I never saw this in my life. I've been mean, going to Israel for 40 years. <clears throat> never seen something like this. And suddenly, I look around, and the guy sitting next to me says, you know what, if you want to go, we should go to the shelter. We don't have to. But within two minutes, the, the restaurant manager came over and said, Habibi, we're closing the restaurant. Come on, everybody out, out. I go out, mothers, children, <clears throat> soldiers, people are just running into the miklat. As I run, I follow everybody. I'm in the miklat, mostly non-religious people. The few religious people are there. And, and I guess, you know, when it comes to such a situation, anyone with a kippah becomes a rabbi. <clears throat> so they look at me and Svi. He was with me. I start saying, tell him. What am I going to do? I start saying, tell him. I give money to tzedakah. And I say, Ebishter. So a few of the non-religious ladies point their finger to me. I said, Hashem Yazor. You know, you know, I love Kirov, you know that. Hashem Yazor, Hashem Yerachem. We stayed there for five minutes, and then, then we hear a boom, a huge boom. like, And it was uh, one of those Patriot missiles that intercepted uh, one of the other uh, missiles from the Arabs, Imach Shemam, uh, above our heads. Literally, but you heard it. And a few guys just run out. I guess they used to it to, to see it. I didn't run out. I stayed. I said my tell him. And five minutes later, we went back to the restaurant. And we started talking. And ten minutes later, again, 
the sirens went off. So I told my guy, no, 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 no. We ain't eating supper here. And, and my flight was scheduled for last night. Let's go to the airport. So I asked, is it safe to be in a car? And he said, yeah, you know, he's Israeli. Yeah, you do what you have to do. And we go in the car. And suddenly in the car, we hear a siren go. It's so loud. It's eerie. It's scary. It's, it's something. It's hard. It's somebody never heard it. It's hard. You know, I just was texting a friend of mine who's also there, and he's stuck because all the flights got canceled for today and tomorrow. And he's, he's, he was in Tel Aviv. And he said, Yerichi, I never heard something like this in my life. Yeah. I think it's a message for us here in America to feel the Tsar, to appreciate more and daven more, to, to feel mamas like Achdus, because I, I, I felt for, for, for Amisrael while there. It's only tefillah and achdus that's going to defeat the enemy, and uh, you're right. It's not just here in America, but everybody in the diaspora has to be focused on what's happening in the Holy Land, continue to pray for the safety and security of our brothers and sisters, continue to pray that the IDF and the IAF, with the help of the one above, uh, will be able to deter and destroy the enemy. Um, and yeah, these episodes, which you know, we know so many people who've been through them, uh, in the past, and we were there in the summer of 2014. We were there actually when the airport was closed in 2014. Th- this is a today's Wednesday. They literally have announced already that the airport will be closed today and tomorrow. No, not the airport. No, airport's open, but a lot of flights, like American, mm. Delta, United, canceled all their flights. Allow didn't cancel yet because they rarely cancel. Right. <clears throat> but I know American, Delta, United canceled their flights for today for sure. Tomorrow. They're not sure yet. So you're in that room. You're in that bunker. You're in that uh, safe, uh, um, uh, uh, um, you know, area um, with you know so many people of so many different backgrounds. I, I I get that you're davening. What else would we do? Obviously, and I get you're making pledges to Tzedaka. What else would we do? Obviously, we know that that's those are two of the most important things in a an emergency situation. Uh, but what are your thoughts as you're with your brothers and sisters and the enemy is raining rockets upon you? We have to daven to Hashem that he should wipe them out. He should give the Israelis the koyach to find, to find these, these, these terrorists and, and get rid of them once and for all and to bring Mashiach. You know, it was a very, you know, I was there for a few days with special permit, not easy to go, as you know. Yeah, we I had know. a business, business permit Believe me, we know. to go there. Yeah, very hard to get there. Oh, and that's a separate discussion. The paperwork yeah. to go in, to leave, it's it's crazy to, to to go into Israel these days. But I also happen to be in the north for uh, some winery meetings. So in between, that's the beauty of Israel. In between meetings, I go to Miron. In between meetings, you go to the Meibal It's very, it's beautiful, you know, the Kedusha. So I went to Miron, and I went to the place where the 45 Kedushim were were killed, never come like Bohemian. I sat till and there, and it was such an eerie feeling of the Abishtas shaking the world and trying to wake us all up to get ready for Mashiach. I mean, it's imminent. It's imminent. Yeah. Uh, just one experience. Understand, everybody, that thousands and thousands and thousands of people, young and old, senior citizens, children, they are all going through the trauma that Yoichi Herzog is describing this morning, and this was a couple of episodes that happened to him during a visit to Petach Tikva. Uh, and we have to keep in mind that this is what families in Israel and people in general who are on the roads 
uh, in Israel are going through on a daily basis now that the enemy again has reared their ugly head and again have made a commitment to destroy us. We have to remember this. And there are, and Yaichi, I, I, I apologize for using you as the sounding board for this, but there are so many in this country, Jew and Gentile alike, who are taking upon themselves the cause of the enemy. Uh, High-profile people, all of whom must be responded to. A lot of people in this audience are on social media. A lot of people in this audience have connections they don't even realize to government officials, to potential government officials, those running for office, and to people who are in Hollywood and who dominate the entertainment industry. Every one of them has to have responses when they say irresponsible things about what's going on right now. Israel has more than its right to defend itself and defend its people as rockets are being rained upon the citizens of Israel, young and old, uh, during these times. And, um, And we must, must, must be vocal to make sure that we are out there with public statements that are very clear about Israel's right to respond the way they are. I uh, I thank you for uh, for checking in with us, and um, as you said, we're not sure why the one above made sure you'd be in Israel this week, but I think to a degree you're right that, that all of us have to realize what our brothers and sisters are going through and be careful what we say about it. Don't, don't judge until you're in that situation, and now you've been in that situation. So the statements that you make are even more effective, frankly. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's interesting, you know, as from Yidden, when we hear something like this, we take something upon ourselves, everyone to each each his own. And uh, my driver who got me off at the airport is a very, very nice guy, religious guy. And so he looks at me, and I look at him, and he's been used to this. So I tell him, Shloimele, so what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do? He looks at me, I was so impressed with him. I said, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should daven Shmanesra a little bit more Kavana, a little bit more Kavana. Maybe we should put the stupid phones, not only keep it on silent. Don't take our cell phones into shul, which all the Rabbanim have been telling us. You're talking to Hashem, keep the phone. It's one of my Kabbalahs, by the way. I'm not going to say all of them. But don't well, one take second, one second, one second, shul. one second. How does this work? You go to Mincha and what do you do? You leave the phone in your desk? What do you do when you go to Mincha? I've, I've, been, doing that. I've been doing that for a while already. Shakras Mincha Mairev. My phone is in my car or on my desk. It's and it not, stays it's there. It's not on me. It's not on vibrate. And, it's, and it stays there, and that's it. That's the end of it until you yep. get back to it. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. That's actually, for those, looking for, for those looking for spiritual advancement, I think that's totally legitimate what you just described. And you just proved that one can do it. You go into Mariv, same thing. You'll leave it in your car. In the car. In the car. I have people who tease me in the shul. No, no news. I said, no, not when I'm in shul. Phone is in the car. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, that is something to consider. I'm glad you brought that up. That is a practical way of certainly dedicating oneself more to the meaning of tefillah. No question about I it. Went, I went to a big tzaddik in Yerushalayim. I'm close to some of them. I went to a very big tzaddik who many of your listeners know. And I said, Rebbe, so what does Hashem want? Give it to me. I, I don't know. You're connected to him. He answered me a very profound answer. He doesn't want major changes. No, it's not what he wants. He wants everyone, whatever they do, 
do it 10% better. Yeah, he wants growth. He wants growth. He wants growth. Better. Like you, like you, you run a company. Yeah, what, do you, what, what do you I always wish. want? No, but like you, you always want growth, right? That's how everyone runs a yep. company. You always want right. growth. You don't care about yep. the numbers. You want yep. to see growth. Same thing spiritually. That's all God wants. He wants to see us grow spiritually. Exactly, exactly. It's a good vart. I like that a lot. Thanks for joining us, and Baruch Hashem, you're safe and sound. And we should all please say extra till in the next few days. It's yep. not a joke, guys. Yep. I lived it. I was there. I've never been so scared in my life. I was there. We all, two, three, capitle, tillim, extra, tillim, help, everyone, men, ladies, children, just say extra tillim for the, that Hashem should protect Klali's rule, Amgis rule, Eretz's rule. Everything. Just like we yesterday we had uh, Mrs. Rifka Siegel on who wrote Living Tehillim, and she was explaining just how how connected one can be to the one above if they say Tehillim and really, you know, and, and, and look at the words carefully, say it slowly, and uh, commit to uh, to what you just said, saying some extra and saying some, uh, you know, with more with more uh, concentration, etc. So, yes, there's a, those are very, very good suggestions, and I thank you for that. Thank you, Thank you Have always a good day. Good yeah, always good to speak to you. And Besurus Tovas, as we say, Rosh Chodesh Stephen, a good Chodesh to you. Yaichi probably on his way to Rosh Chodesh Shachris and Mosef right now. Uh, Yaichi Herzog is the president of Royal Wine, and usually we discuss very different topics with him than this morning's. But he was one of thousands experiencing what it's like to go to a bomb shelter in Israel as rockets were falling, in his case, in Petach Tikva. Um, think about everything that the young and old, everybody of all ages is going through when those rockets go off and those sirens start to sound. Think about it. <sighs> JM in the AM. More coming up on a, uh, on a Wednesday morning broadcast. I do remind you that tomorrow we are in Livingston, New Jersey. Congregation 8 Chaim is where we're at. 6 till 9 a.m. Congregation 8 Chaim in Livingston, New Jersey tomorrow morning right here at JM and AM. Our live lunch from 11 until 1 will be at the Deluxe Bistro. Thank you to Lawrence Margolin and company. DLUXBistro.com. It's in Lakewood, New Jersey. Lakewood now has destination dining, believe it or not. And in this case, it's in the form of Deluxe Bistro. And we'll be there tomorrow. DLUXBistro.com, Madison Avenue in Lakewood, New Jersey. We'll be there 11 until 1 tomorrow on a travel Thursday for us here at JM and AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. אני עוצר עכשיו לחשוב כמה פעמים אמרתי תודה בחסדך אתה ליבית אותי גם כשהכל היה חשוך ונורא לא התייאשתי וידעתי שיש לי תמיד על מי לסמוך והתפללתי האמנתי שגם אם אצולות אותי תמשוך אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו אין עוד מלבדו בעולם כולו אין 
Amazing, huh? Brings me back to that Lagba Omer morning at Friday JM in the AM extravaganza with Avram Rosenblum and the Diasperados. Amram Adar before that Wednesday morning, JM in the AM, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echanishmas Harav Zebnavis of Alevi, and Zechanishmas Esther Basravis of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. We read in the Mishnah, Marbin Nechasim Marbadaiga, a person that has a lot of property will have a lot of daigas, concerns and worries. The Nodab Yehuda comments, Mi mana, a person that has 100, Rotsa Masayim, he already wants 200. If he already has 200, he wants 400. It also says that a person doesn't leave this world and even half of their monetary desires will they have in their hands. Because of this, the Mishnah says, Mar b'nechasim, mar the more that they seek to amass wealth, the more worry and concern they will have. The great Tzaddik Rebelio Lopian once went to a huge gvir, a very wealthy man, to ask for money. However, as much as the person was wealthy, he was also a very big kamtsan, a miser. The wealthy person was already an elderly man, and he said to Rebelio, when I was young, People used to tell me that if I give a lot of tzedakah and I do a lot of chesed with my money, that Hashem is going to help me and I'm going to be wealthy. I didn't pay much attention to them and I saved all my money from my old age. Now I have proven my point because if I would have given tzedakah, what would I have now? Rebbe Leo answered him, what you're telling me is comparable to a person who has two options to choose for his livelihood. Either he can be a refiner of gold or he can be a blacksmith. He weighs his options and decides to become the blacksmith, even though refining gold would be much more profitable. After many years, he brags to his friends. He says, you see how right I was to choose to be a blacksmith? I stand all day there's a continuous, unending flow of people coming in with things to fix. If I would have been a gold refiner, I would have died from starvation. Rebbe Leo said to him, After you choose one derech, you bring me evidence that the other way is not right. If you would have been involved in charity and stuck in chesed from your youth, it could be that today your wealth would be kefal kiflayim, would be doubled. 
Rabbi Leo said, this is the nature of those that desire great wealth. It confuses the mind of a person and corrupts the Seichel. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. He says nobody finds themselves in a situation. You put yourself in a situation. And if you put yourself in that situation, you can put yourself in another situation. That moment changed my life. It's the most daring, moving story ever to have been told. One of agony and glory of a mission to uphold mm, and you're essential to this story a letter in its sacred scroll and it's not just allegory when you embrace your place and roll you never find yourself in a situation that you cannot undo so let your letter shine be proud to be a Jew Cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate And we're searching back with love and care And it's never, ever too late For any Jew, anywhere Every soul's a holy letter Every family word Community a sentence, each voice it must be heard. And to the letters that rose up in smoke, we must do more than say never again. And be the eternal letters of hope for our children and for them. And you know, you never find yourself in a situation that you cannot undo. So let your letter shine unto the nations. Be proud to be a Jew. Cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate. And we're searching back with love and care. I know it's never, never, never too late. For any Jew, any Jew, anywhere. If the Nazis search out every Jew in hate, we will search out every Jew in love. There's a home we must build together to heal a fractured world. The dignity of difference we must treasure in our deeds and in our words. Live with faith in our future Be the leader you were born to be And the day will come much sooner When we'll all live in harmony You never find yourself in a situation That you cannot undo So let your letter shine onto the nation Proud to be a Jew Cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate And we're searching back with love and care, love and care. 
any Jew anywhere. JM in the AM. Ruby New and Shlomo Simcha together with that brand new song done in memory of uh, Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. Uh, we spoke to Ruby New about that yesterday. Pretty amazing selection. Wednesday morning, Rosh Chodesh Sivan here at JM in the AM, day 45 in the counting of the Omer. If you got the count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we scheduled Brigadier General Amir Avivi for JM in the AM. He is the um, CEO and founder of Habit Chonistim. We never thought that the timing of this uh, scheduled interview would be as incredible as it is. What is Habit Chonistim? It's Israel's defense and security forum, a not-for-profit and a movement which aims to educate, influence, and shape the narrative about Israel's strategic national security needs in order to create a secure Israel for today and the future um, the, uh, the, uh, Habitronistim was founded. Um, they started in February of 2020. They've experienced explosive growth since its inception with a membership that consists of over 1700 high ranking Israeli reserve officers, commanders, and operators from the IDF, Mossad, Shin Bet, and Israeli police, as well as some of Israel's leading academics and researchers. Again, the CEO and founder is Brigadier General Amir Avivi. He is with us live via telephone. General Shalom, welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom, thank you for having me. A pleasure to speak to you. Um, Because of the news that we are hearing from 6,000 miles away, I feel the only way to start this conversation is to get an update, whatever you might know about the current situation that our brothers and sisters are going through in Israel. Well, the current situation is that in the past uh, couple of days, uh, we have seen uh, riots all over Israel, in Jerusalem, mostly also in uh, cities that are mixed, Arabs and Jews, uh, like uh, Lod, uh, Haifa, in the Galilee, in the Negev, in Beersheba. And uh, also we have seen uh, a huge amount of rockets being shot at the beginning, it started with the rockets being shot on Jerusalem. On on the day of Jerusalem, Hamas shot rockets towards Jerusalem, then started shooting around the towns around Gaza, spread the shooting to Ashkelon, Ashdod, and yesterday, since yesterday, more than 800 rockets were shot to the area of Tel Aviv. Mostly at night, at 3 a.m. at night, uh, Israel time. Uh, the IDF is uh, fiercely attacking Hamas installations. I've managed to uh, hit many commanders uh, of the Hamas and installation tunnels, rocket launchers, and, and so on. But still, uh, the capabilities Hamas has... Uh, are large, have been built in many years, and the fight at the moment uh, continues. Brigadier General Amir Avivi is with us. We pray for the safety and security of our brothers and sisters in Israel. We pray for the IDF and the IAF to deter and to destroy the enemy. Before I ask you about the opinion 
that Habitonistim um, has regarding this and other security issues. Can you describe for us the number of installations that the enemy has when Israel, as you just said, is trying its hardest to take out rocket launchers, uh, launch pads and areas that are designated uh, for those rockets to be launched at Israel? How many installations, how many locations could we be talking about? Well, you know, since the 80s, uh, we have moved from a danger of throwing stones on soldiers to a situation where after Oslo, after we left the major cities in Gaza and later on also did the disengagement, which basically a part of the fact that we threw from their homes 6,000 Jews, we connected Gaza to Egypt. Now, at the time, I was aide de camp. I was the personal assistant of the chief of staff. We heard about the, the idea of disengagement in the news, which is pretty amazing by itself. And, and then we had a cabinet meeting, and the Prime Minister Sharon said, OK, I decided to disengage completely from Gaza. What is your assessment? And the bogey, the chief of staff at the time, he said to him, listen, if you connect Gaza to Egypt, in one year, Gaza will become Hamastan, Al-Qaedastan, and Hezbollah-stan. This is what he said to him. Then Prime Minister asked uh, the head of uh, Shabbat, the Shrim Bet, it was Dichter at the time. He said, exactly as Bogi is saying, this is what is going to happen. And Sharon said, I'm going forward with this plan. Who knows for what reasons? And, and this is what happened. Within one year, Hamas took control. We lost control of Gaza and freedom of operation as we have in Judea and Samaria. And since then, they built a capability of 50,000 rockets, which are, which are getting better and better. Today, they cover all Israel. And the rockets are getting uh, more sophisticated, with bigger warheads, and more precise. And what uh, we see now is rockets that are much, much better than the rockets we saw in 2014 or before that. And this is why uh, if uh, Iron Dome doesn't intercept them and they hit the building, uh, the effect is uh, very, very big. Now, the way they, they put the rockets on the ground, they take these 50,000 rockets, and put them in more than a thousand underground installations spread all over the Gaza Strip, under buildings, in fields, and so on. It's very, very hard to know exactly where they are. They are underground. Each one is by itself with its own munition. And then they know that once they shoot, we'll see it. So basically, it's a one-time uh, shoot. Yeah, understood. Uh, Brigadier General Amir Avivi is with us. It's amazing to me that you, as somebody um, who has served and continues to serve in such prominent positions in the IDF, are telling us that decisions of 16 years ago led to terrible things happening to our brothers and sisters multiple times, including 2014 and including today. I must ask you, and I'm sorry to go to history before I talk about what's happening right now, but I must ask you, did every... Did every person in that room at that meeting, IDF people, Shabak people, etc., everybody consulted, I assume police representatives were in there as well, did everybody agree with the position that you just told us about? Or, or as we're led to believe, 
is it a a real debate? Is there a real 50-50 split at that time in Israeli defense leadership about whether disengagement's a good idea or not? Well, talking about the heads of, uh, at the time, what were relevant, the chief of staff of the IDF and the head of Shishin Bet, these are the two right. relevant guys that represent the big organizations that deal with Gaza. Right. They said the same thing. This is terrible. Shouldn't be done anyway. But what happens then, and this has to do a lot with the Bitcoinist team, what happens then is that uh, Sharon, a month later, fired Bogey. Right. He brought Khalut. Right. Probably told him, listen, Khalut, if you want to be chief of staff, you do exactly what I say. Go with the program, right? Yeah, so what happened then was Unbelievable. The same big idea that said a month before that this is going to be a catastrophe. Once Halut stepped in office, uh, the narrative changed completely, and, and the IDF adopted the narrative of Sharon that, that uh, was completely false and said, if we do that, Aza will become Singapore. And it's not only that they, they embraced it talking about it, but the whole deployment the IDF did around Gaza after the disengagement was a deployment of peace. Really, really uh, adopting the idea that Gaza was actually, will actually be um, uh, Singapore. So the installations were built for peace, no they- fortification, nothing. Right. They controlled the nat- then, they control uh, wait wait and uh, most amazingly we had a division around Gaza they started working on a plan diminishing from a division to a brigade they so my lesson is don't trust anybody who gets paid by the government don't trust anybody who whose promotion is dependent on the government we need an organization such as Bitchonistim that are devoted only to one thing, to the, the security, of Israel. security yeah. of Israel in the long term. We don't get a paycheck from, from the government. We don't owe anything to anyone but to the people of Israel. Brigadier General Amir Avivi is the CEO and founder of Habitchonistim. Let me spell this for you folks because... If you don't know how to spell it, you're not going to find it. We went through that experience. It's H-A-B-I-T-H-O-N-I-S-T-I-M. Habit Honistim. H-A-B-I-T-H-O-N-I-S-T-I-M dot com. It's Israel's Defense and Security Forum. The re- well, they controlled the narrative. They controlled the narrative at that point, as you described, and they acted upon it. They acted, you know, in the same fantasy that people both here in Israel and in so many places now in the world are acting, you know, in total fantasy land about so many important issues, frankly, especially when it comes to public safety. Um, uh, a general, um, we're, we're always under the impression, well, we're under two impressions. One is we're always told that, you know, if you're with the military, you know, you're going to have quote-unquote, right-wing, hawkish leanings. That's one thing we're always told. But then we're also told that when it comes to the Israeli military and those who are retired or those who serve in the reserves, etc., you'll find, 
you know, many people on one side of the issue, like you just described, you know, understanding how ridiculous the disengagement was as an example. And you'll find plenty of people who are military people in Israel who are on the, you know, other side of the issue who want to take the Sharon or Barak or whatever approach you want to call it. Is that accurate or the majority of your colleagues, you would say, would essentially agree with your message? I think it's a matter of generation. When, when you look at the generation, uh, one generation above me, I, I'm 52 years old. Uh, when you look at uh, uh, an organization like CIS, that is an organization composed of Israeli generals uh, that thinks we, we, could, we should completely disengage from the Jordan Valley and Judea and Samaria, just as we did in Gaza. Right. These guys are an old generation. They fought the Yom Kippur War, which is very different from the wars we have today and the problems we have today. Uh, most of them are uh, members of Kibbutzim and grew uh, in the left of Israel. And, and this is uh, like an old elite group. My generation of young generals, commanders, field commanders, is completely different. We are the ones that had to deal with Oslo, have to, have to, have to deal with Hezbollah. We are the ones who fought in Gaza and had to deal with all these decisions that have been made throughout the years that endangered the people of Israel and our soldiers. So we, we, and we are full of energy. We are a really uh, full of energy in defending Israel. We're not tired. Do you do you fear that 20 years from now <laughs> you you might get tired and, and, and change your mind about certain things? No, because we have the right values. We have spirit. And, you know, spirit never wears. Yeah, that's it's true. It's not like physics. It's spirit. Yeah. And we have a very, very strong uh, Zionist uh, spirit. We, 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 many of us, you know, some of us are religious. Most of us are not secular, but we are deeply connected to our roots. We are deeply connected to Judaism. We are deeply connected to this land, and we are the, I would say, really the the new pioneers uh, of Israel, just as the pioneers we had a hundred years ago. I, I, I apologize for, for continuing to go back to this, and we're going to talk more about today in a moment, but is that what happened to Sharon? Did he get old? Is that what happened to Sharon and Rabin? They got tired and, and changed their mind about certain things? I think that uh, Sharon, um, what drove him is the fact that he, he, he was uh, deeply implicated in a, in a, uh, an, an event uh, that would have probably sent him to jail. Right. By the way, his son went to jail. Right. His son, Omri. Right. And uh, he felt that this is his way to, to get out of this uh, situation. I think it was a personal thing. I don't buy even for a minute that he believed that what he did was made made any sense. Wow! Imagine um, ima- imagine putting the lives of our brothers and sisters in Israel in danger because of a personal matter like that. Amazing. Yeah, and talking about Rabin, Rabin 
even the, until his last day, he had very good sense of what Israel needs, talking about security. Many of the things, by the way, we in a team believe uh, are pretty much aligned with uh, Rabin and his predecessors uh, of, of Mapai. They were very hawkish, by the way. Right. Very, very of course. Of course. hawkish at the time. Right. Ben-Gurion, Golda, and so on. Sure. But I think that he, he was deceived by Paris. And Paris led... Uh, with this group, uh, the way they, they they dealt with Oslo was, was a disaster, yeah. a complete disaster. And and I believe that if Rabin would have lived more, he would have reversed these decisions. He was he started talking about that. It's interesting. He understood that he was deceived. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. All right, the, when you're here, please God. The next time you visit New York and you're sitting across from me, please God, we'll talk more about that era, because you just brought up some very, very interesting historical uh, subjects that we need to explore. Um, so we spoke about today, and we spoke about the situation in Israel, and obviously you described to us the roots of it. Why is Habitronistim important? As- aside from appearing here in a forum that where, where most people uh, uh, agree with your approach, uh, why is it important to formally um, uh, organize a group of army people um, uh, and Shabak people, etc., to get out there, to speak to the media, to publish booklets and books. What? Why is this important to be an organized effort like this? Well, you know, we are a nation of uh, four thousand years that had only about eight hundred and thirty years of sovereignty in uh, the land of Israel. We were expelled twice from our land. We spent 2,000 years in the diaspora, and nobody ensures that it won't happen again. And until we were established, there was not a single organization in Israel or in the Jewish world that dealt with one main question. How do we ensure in the long term the security and prosperity of Israel and the Jewish people? This is the only thing we are dealing with. And we are looking in the long term. We're not talking about what will happen in the next 10 years, 20 years, or 100 years. We're talking about generations. This kind of, of thinking simply didn't exist before we established this organization. This is one thing. The other thing is we want to shape reality. We want to educate the young generation, take a complex issue like national security, simplify it for the general public, in Israel and in the Jewish communities, have these talks and help people understand what do we need, how do we survive, how do we make sure that we'll be around in this tough neighborhood. Now we can easily, as we saw with Gaza, in one moment take a decision that could bring us on the verge of extinction. And it almost happens more than once. So it really needs a long-term vision and a long-term process of education, of education of the public and the young generation, but also dealing with decision-makers, with Knesset members, with uh, Europe, with congressmen and senators and so on, and shaping the reality towards a secure Israel. Um, 
I, I know that the only I, I think I'm right. The only way that your organization exists is through donations. Am I right about that? Yes, you are perfectly right. Well, first of all, I want to tell you, I just made a donation a moment ago as you were speaking. Because anybody who's wow, anybody, very much. anybody who's committed to the future of the Jewish people, anyone who realizes that the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel, anyone who's concerned about every life that is being lost this week and those who are being injured this week because of what the enemy is doing, I think that uh, you deserve support. And I just supported you a moment ago, and I'm going to remind our listeners as I ask my next question to please support the work of Habitronistim, Israel's Defense and Security Forum. Again, I'm going to show you or I'm going to, uh, to outline exactly how to find them on the web. Habitronistim.com, H-A-B-I-T-H-O-N-I-S-T-I-M.com. Go to that website and give generously. Um, we worry all the time about the next generation. We get further away from Hakamat Medina. We get further away from Yom Yerushalayim. We wonder, you know, will the rabbis be telling their congregants? Will the rabbeim be telling their students? Will the teachers be telling their students? We Will we be telling our children and grandchildren about the miracles of 1948 and 1967 and so many other miracles? I'm sure you could tell us miracles that happened in Israel this week under the barrage. By the way, Iron Dome is a miracle. I'm sure you agree with that as, yeah. as, as ridiculous as it is that we need it, you know, based on what happened 16 years ago. But th- that's also a miracle. Uh, that was done by. That's all right. I must tell you that living in Israel, you see miracles every day. Yeah. Every day in this country, you see miracles. <sighs> it's amazing, especially for somebody who served thirty years in the army. Three zero. Thir- 30 years of military service, mostly in the field in combat. You you must you must go to sleep at night thanking God that you're alive after that experience. Yeah, and and I can tell you that when I commanded 800 soldiers in uh, the first fighting in Judea and Samaria uh, during the 2002 operation, and we finished two years of fight without a single soldier being killed. To me, this was a miracle. General Avivi, one of the th- you know, I, I now have adult children, and I have adult children who care a lot about Israel, as much as anybody who lives in the United States can. Maybe it's because of their parents and grandparents that they're so concerned about Israel, and they get very frustrated with the the way the media portrays Israel. They get very frustrated with the United Nations. They get very frustrated with the the Hollywood stars that that look at this week's events and feel that they have a right to comment about Israel's reaction to being bombarded by rockets. Can you give us a uh, can you give us a boost, a little morale booster for those especially in the next generation that are so despondent that they're always under that they're always on the defensive when it comes to Israel? They need not they need not to be under defensive. This is the land of Israel, the land of the Jewish people. We have an historical religious right to be here. We have, even according to the international law, this is the land of Israel. And, and Israel always, always uh, acts in the most moral way, the IDF. We are always righteous. We always uh, act defensively to defend our people. We never 
do harm to anybody if we are not attacked. And uh, what is going now, it, it's the best example. I mean, uh, there is a strategic decision of the Hamas and the Israeli Arabs who follow Hamas to try and uh, basically create a national fight, our national Arabs fight against Israel and against the Jewish people. Uh, they always look for an excuse. It's always the same excuse, some blood label about the uh, Temple Mount uh, or two or three houses, Jewish houses in uh, Sheikh Jarrah. And uh, it's important for the audience to understand this is merely excuses. They always find excuses, and unfortunately, we have Israelis and also Jews who buy these excuses and blame us and not the people who, in the first time, just uh, look for an excuse to attack us. So there is always an excuse, and once they do, we, we of course, do everything needed to defend the people of Israel. Brigadier General Amir Avivi is with us. Habit Chonistim, we are highly recommending that everyone support their work. Habit Chonistim. Um, I don't know if this is your area of expertise, but you've essentially proven this morning that you have a lot of areas of expertise. Um, aside from the rockets, excuse the way I say that, uh, we are learning of riots that are taking place in areas that have uh, Jewish and Arab neighborhoods essentially overlapping, if not overlapping, certainly next to each other in places like Lud, etc. You mentioned it earlier. Um, is there? It seems that those might be harder to control than the Israeli defense system of Iron Dome, which you know has somewhat of a control over the rocket situation. What can you tell us about what happens in situations like this when the army is called in to try and control internal riots? So first of all, you are right. I, I must say that what's happening inside Israel is a far greater strategic threat than Gaza, and especially in the long term. And at the moment, uh, these uh, riots, and I would say even pogroms, because in Israel we're starting to talk about pogroms against Jews right. uh, in these cities, uh, are dealt by the police and Magav, the border uh, patrol. Um, my feeling is that these forces, because of the scale of the events, are not enough. We called upon the prime minister and the chief of staff to mobilize also units of the army to assist them. It's not happening at the moment. It's not an easy decision to make. But I can tell you that already uh, half a year ago, we told the prime minister that the internal threat is getting much bigger, I would say even from many external threats. And there is need of shift of uh, manpower from the ground forces of the IDF to the police and uh, the border uh, patrol unit, Magav. And this will have to happen because we have seen for two years uh, Bedouins in the Negev, Arabs in the Galil, and in the mixed cities like Lod, Lod rioting more and more and more, getting more and more munitions. By the way, being very aggressive towards themselves, 
many, many killings within the Arab society. But when you have a society that has a lot of killing inside it, and they have a lot of munitions, and they are incited, and many of them hate Jews, it comes as no surprise that we're seeing what we're seeing now. And we need to kill it fast. We need to bring as many units, and if we need to bring the army, bring the army, and deal with it. Uh, just uh, by the way, as it's done in the states. I mean, in the states, you have the national guard, and if you need to mobilize the national guard right. to Portland or to other places when there are riots, you do so. Yeah. Somebody commented on the. Uh, somebody commented on our app um, about. I, I, I guess based on a comment you made about acting morally and defensively. Um, I, I have to address the moral issue for a moment. Uh, because some people roll their eyes and are skeptical when they hear this. We are told that when that residential building in Gaza was attacked by the Israeli Air Force, that warning after warning after warning after warning was given to the residents in many different forms, by drone, by telephone, by other communication, was give, warnings were given to the residents of that building to make sure to get out because it is going to be attacked. Is there any? Do you have any difficulty believing that? No, this is exactly the policy. But I want to talk about morality. What is the IDF morality? The morality of the IDF, and this is the right thing to do, is first of all, we, are, we must, must do everything to defend our citizens. Yeah. This is the first uh, thing. The second thing is that we must do everything to defend our soldiers. Right. Only then we must do all that is possible to try to minimize civilian casualties among the Palestinians. This is not so easy because the terrorists use them as human shields. Yeah. They hide behind them. They put the installations in schools and in mosques and inside buildings. This is the way they operate. They operate within the uh, uh, civilian areas. So what the IDF does, they... Uh, tell the civilians that there is going to be an attack. They give them plenty of time to leave the area. And once we, we see that uh, we, we, uh, they left and we can attack, we attack. We, we, but, but, you know, if somebody stays, if somebody chooses to stay, yeah. um, they were warned. there will be casualties. Yeah, they were warned. It can happen. Right. Over 1,700 high-ranking Israeli reserve officers, commanders, and operators from the IDF, Mossad, Shin Bet, and Israeli police are po part of Habit Chonistim, Israel's defense and security forum. Did you have any trouble recruiting? Did you get to 1,700 pretty easily? Well, actually, it's more than 2,000 now. Wow. And I want to tell you something about this. I, I started building the organization in January. It wasn't founded in January, but I started dealing with it in January last year. And maybe a week or two weeks after I approached maybe seven first generals, you know, and talked to them, and they, they said, okay, let's join together and build this organization, uh, the prime minister announced that he intends to, to apply sovereignty in the Jordan Valley. It was even before uh, Trump's plan, a, a few weeks before. Right. So we prepared the logo very fast. By the way, pretty much <laughs> the same logo we have today. Right. 
And we sent a letter to Prime Minister Netanyahu saying the Bitchonisti movement uh, supports your initiative to apply sovereignty to the Jordan Valley. This will secure Israel for generations to come. And the impact of this letter was amazing. There were tens of thousands of shares, and I got hundreds of telephones from officers from all over Israel asking me, what is a Bitchonistim? We want to join. Finally, we hear common sense. Finally, we hear the right uh, approach to national security. Within a month, we had 300 officers. And, uh, and that was before we had platforms, before we had Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, English, uh, Hebrew, and so on. Um, and uh, now we are more than 2,000, and we're growing about 100 a month, something like that. People love truth, and people who serve in the defense of the state of Israel love truth even more. I think that that's part of it, frankly. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you that we are going to make a huge, huge impact, and we are making a huge impact on Israel, and we intend to make a huge impact on uh, the Jewish world. Um, we are now, uh, at the moment, briefing all over the media. Me, myself, I had like five interviews in the TV since the morning and all the way to the night. But we have 2,000 people, so we are able to send many officers to many places to educate, to speak in the media, to visit, and so on. So our, our, our ability to really make a difference is growing by the day. And, and, and I have to say, your board and your advisory board is made up of men and women. Your whole leadership team is made up of men and women. A very impressive. I mean, I, I'm, an, you know, I'm an American you know, uh, who who follows the news from Israel. And a lot of these names are very familiar to me. You have a very impressive, it's not just 2,000 people. It's among those 2,000 people are people of great influence and tremendous reputation in Israel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We have very, very prominent uh, generals, uh, both men and women. Um, but the thing I'm most proud of, you know, it's it's really really nice to build an organization only of high-ranking officers, and we have many of those. What I'm proud of is that we are a movement, is that we are embracing also students and pre-army programs and young officers. And sometimes, you know, when we go and speak, for example, in a high school, and we had uh, two weeks ago uh, talks in a high school, we had seven briefings at the same time. Now, on one side, you had two or three generals talking. On the other side, you had young women who were company commanders or lieutenants. And they did much better than us, by the way, <laughs> because, you know, they're much younger. They're much connected to the youngsters and speak their language uh, very well. So the ability to bring in young youngsters and young people, this is what keeps us young generally but also uh, in touch with what's going on and not like a lord house of disconnected people who just think about the glorious past this is not us amazing absolutely amazing uh I, again everybody i'm highly recommend we support financially not just with words support habitronistim i've done it already today my family now can be considered supporters and i hope everybody out there 
joins us in doing so. Go to habitronistim.com. It's Israel's Defense and Security Forum. And if this week doesn't prove how critical and vital they are, I don't know what week does. Uh, habitronistim.com, H-A-B-I-T, like habit. H- yeah, we should make it a habit <laughs> of defending Israel. H-A-B-I-T-H-O-N-I-S-T-I-M, habitronistim.com. Uh, General, I, I beg of you, the next time you're in the United States, uh, make time for us. Please come visit us in Manhattan. I'd love to have a conversation with you face-to-face where we can explore so many of the issues that you brought up today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It was fascinating, and I'm looking forward for our next meeting. We care, and you should know that that this audience, at least this audience, I think others also in the United States and in the diaspora, are praying for the safety and security of our brothers and sisters in Israel, right? Bitachon is security. Bitachon is also faith in the one above. And I have a feeling that you and your colleagues understand that. I think it sounds like you you understand that there's a uh, a higher force that helps protect us. And we also pray for the IDF and the IAF that they're able to deter and defeat the enemy in these very, very challenging times. Tadara Balacha, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you very much. Thank you. That is uh, CEO and founder of Habit Chonistim, Brigadier General Amir Avivi. Wednesday morning broadcast, you're listening to JM in the AM.
JM in the AM with Eitan Katz. Mikolos, Wednesday morning, Rosh Chodesh morning. It is Rosh Chodesh Sivan 5781. All the uh, traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh today. Half Hallel and uh, Yalaviyavo, Half Hallel, special Torah reading, Musaf, Barachinavshim, whatever your custom calls for. Happy Rosh Chodesh, everybody. Shavuos is Sunday night. Today is day number 45 in the counting of the Omer, six weeks and three days. Forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. Um, yeah. Just reflecting on that conversation with the general. Boy, oh boy. Continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in Israel, not just that the IDF and the IAF can protect them, but that they get resp- responsible government leaders who know what they're doing and have the greater good in mind. And not their personal benefits in mind. Oh, boy. Um, anyway, once the general gets back to the U.S., cause I think he was here last week. Once he gets back, we're going to invite him in and discuss some history here. Boy, do we need a history lesson. Tomorrow morning on this radio broadcast, we are broadcasting live from Congregation 8 Chaim in Livingston, New Jersey. Tomorrow we're in Livingston. Congregation 8 Chaim. Talk about a congregation that's not just ever-growing but is also involved in so many important global causes, including Israel. We'll have an opportunity to speak about all of this tomorrow morning. Congregation 8 Chaim in Livingston, New Jersey, is where we will be broadcasting tomorrow morning right here at JM and the AM. Our live lunch tomorrow. We're on the road already. May as well head down to Lakewood Destination Dining at Deluxe Bistro, D-L-U-X-Bistro.com, D-L-U-X-Bistro.com. Lawrence Margolin and his staff. They'll be welcoming us beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure to be tuned in. You never know what happens on a Thursday live lunch, and tomorrow we're in Lakewood, so you really have no idea what will happen. Tune in tomorrow and make sure to follow us as we travel tomorrow here at the Nahum Siegel Network. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman, kosher hot dog sausage and deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954, and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try a&H Today. Uh, one of the brand new books from Art Scroll is The Prayer of Protection, the soul and stories of Yoshev Besaser. It's written by Yechiel Spiro. He'll join us, please God, next week. Originally, we thought he'd join us today, but he'll join us, please God, next week. Go to artscroll.com, order the brand new book, The Prayer of Protection, or any of the brand new books from Art Scroll. Yesterday, excuse me, yesterday they sent us the, um, the brand new pocket size Nishmas. They sent us the brand new book about the Boston Arebbe, who I had the pleasure of meeting when I was in high school up in the Boston area. I'll never forget that. The Rebbe on Beacon Street, written by Rabbi Finkelman. They sent us Halacha at Home, an in-depth Halacha guide to the Jewish home. Rabbi Aryeh Kurtzner wrote that. Rabbi Aryeh Kurzner, I believe the name is. Pocket-sized Nishmas. Oh, also the pocket-sized Beis Alevi on Bitachon with Rabbi David Sutton's um, a commentary. Um, they sent us that as well. And then they sent us the prayer of protection, the soul and stories of Yoshev Besaser of Ayechiel Spiro. Everything you order from artscroll.com, make sure, make sure to use promo code radio. Then you get a big discount and free shipping no matter what you spend. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. And also right now, artscroll.com is a free download of a sampling of mouth-watering recipes from their best-selling cookbooks. Go to artscroll.com. They have mouth-watering recipes from their best-selling cookbooks now available as a free download. Go to artscroll.com. You'll see it right there. 
on the home page. Simple as that. Well, our friend Ralph Rosenbaum reminds you that tax time is here. The deadline is actually the first day of Shavuos on the 17th of May. Isn't it about time you went to a firm that does more than taxes? Remember, Rosenbaum Financial Services is that firm. Taxes play an integral role in all of life circumstances, and they're able to identify planning opportunities based on information within your return. To learn more about Rosenbaum Financial Services, visit TaxCPA2.com, TaxCPA2.com, or dial 1-800-829-2722. Everybody who emails Ralph, Ralph at TaxCPA2.com, they'll send you a no-obligation research on the dirty dozen tax scams to watch out for. Again, it's Ralph at TaxCPA2.com. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So much going on. Continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. That's all I will say. Just continue to pray. And, um, yeah. A lot to pray for these days. But keep the future of the state of Israel in mind always during your prayers. Uh, Hanan Ben-Ari, I want to thank Mayor Weingarten. He made me uh, aware of this song. He's out with a brand new one, Cholem Kamo Yosef. Hanan Ben-Ari is brand new. This is JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Idan Khadash done by uh, Dovi Shapiro. Before that, uh, Hanan Ben Ari with that new one entitled Cholem uh, Kamoyo Safe. I want to thank Mayor Weingarten for keeping me up to date on so much happening in Israel, but even musically, it keeps me up to date on what's happening in Israel. Go to artscroll.com. There's a free download of a Shavuos cookbook, a sampling of mouth-watering recipes from their best-selling cookbooks. Again, go to artscroll.com. The free download is there, and if you order something from artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code RADIO. You don't want to forget to do that. Tomorrow, we broadcast from Congregation 8 Chaim in Livingston, New Jersey. Rabbi Klibanoff and his presidium and membership have invited us to be in Livingston tomorrow morning. Lots of Jewish leaders in the synagogue will have an opportunity to speak with many of them about the community and about the Jewish world in general. It's all happening tomorrow morning between 6 and 9, live from Livingston here at JM and the AM. After that, we're heading down to Lakewood where the guests of Lawrence Margolin and his staff at Deluxe Bistro, D-L-U-X-Bistro.com. It's a destination restaurant in Lakewood on Madison Avenue, and we'll be there for a live lunch between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Friday, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. I assume that... Uh, uh, I assume that um, we'll have a lot to talk about on Friday. <laughs> a lot to talk about on Friday. Malcolm joins us at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time with the weekly update this coming Friday here at JM in the AM. It's amazing. You think things are going in a certain direction, things are quote-unquote quieting down, and then, boy, in a few days uh, it's a different world. We continue to pray for the safety and security of our brothers and sisters in Israel. Make sure if you're a teacher, a Rebbe, you transmit that message to your students. Make sure if you're a rabbi, you transmit that message to your congregants. Make sure if you're a parent or grandparent, you transmit that message to your children and grandchildren. We continue to pray for the safety and security of our brothers and sisters in Israel. We continue to pray that the IDF and the IAF, with the help of the one above, will be able to deter and destroy the enemy. <sighs> Keep all these messages in mind. They're so important to continue to uh, to mention, especially to the next generations. Day 45 in the counting of the Omer. If you got the count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. It's Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM and the AM. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh. Half Hallel, Yalavayavo. Uh, special Torah reading, Musaf Barachinafshi, whatever your custom calls for on a Rosh Chodesh morning. Thanks for joining us at JM in the AM. Thank you, Yaakov. Baruch Levine is an unbelievable composer. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's a privilege to once again be able to appear for Hask on this wonderful stage, a place where so many precious musical memories were born. A time for music has given us all the most wonderful musical legacy. But I really believe that these concerts have affected us in a way that goes beyond music. 
I believe that Hask has helped to shape a generation of Yidden who know how to open their hearts to others. They have taught us that everyone needs to be and can be cared for and loved, and we have learned well. For indeed, there is no one like the nation of Israel, the most compassionate, most caring people on earth. Mi ka'amcha Yisrael ka'echad The Jew must wear to fill in every day. And everyone knows, yes, everyone knows the special holy words that are written in our filling. Can who has shame? 
But not everyone knows No, not everyone knows That the Almighty in heaven also wears to fill in And not everyone knows No, not everyone knows The special holy words that are written In the Almighty's to fill in you <laughs> Let you 
Everybody sing along.
JM in the AM. Omer Adam with Mode Ani here at JM in the AM. I call me Shamayim. That was Mordechai Shapiro, A.B. Rottenberg, and Atayachad. And boy, is he right about me, Kamcha Yisrael. JM in the AM, good morning, nine minutes before the hour. Free download at artscroll.com of uh, a sampling of Shvuis recipes, a sampling of mouthwatering recipes from their best selling cookbooks. Check it out. Uh, also, always use promo code radio when you go to uh, artscroll.com. That's something else you always want to uh, keep in mind, to say the least. Our friends and partners in Torah remind you as we get closer and closer to Shavuos, the holiday of Torah scholarship, that uh, there are people out there that want to learn more about their heritage and tradition, men and women. If you'd like to become a mentor, if you'd like to uh, study with somebody an hour a week and change their lives in a very positive manner, partnersintorah.org, partnersintorah.org, or 1-800-STUDY-4-2. Again, that's 1-800-STUDY-4-2. And then the number two. The Mega Shas sale is going on at shopbeichlers.com. Many of you many of you are aware that this coming Friday, the Mega Shas sale will end. So take advantage. It's 10% off from now until Friday on the Arts Girl Shas, the Ozva Hadr Shas, the Makros Gadolas Chumish, the Makrim Mephorosh Chumish, Shulchan Aruch set, Tourish set, all available at shopbeichlers.com, where... You can enjoy same-day delivery if you are in a place like Borough Park, Flatbush, Williamsburg, Crown Heights, Staten Island, Queens, Five Towns, Far Rockaway, Muncie, Monroe, Teaneck, Lakewood, Toms River, and Jackson, New Jersey. ShopEichlers.com for details on same-day delivery and on all of their thousands of amazing items. ShopEichlers.com. Tomorrow we're on the road. Tomorrow we are on the road. We'll be broadcasting from Livingston, New Jersey tomorrow. Congregation Eitz Chaim in Livingston is where we'll be. Very much looking forward to it. Rabbi Klibanoff and his uh, presidium and board are ready to welcome us. We are in Livingston, New Jersey tomorrow at Congregation Eitz Chaim between 6 and 9 a.m. Make sure to be tuned in. Tomorrow, 11 until 1 Our live lunch will emanate from Lakewood, New Jersey, from Destination Dining on Madison Avenue in Lakewood. It's called Deluxe Bistro, D-L-U-X, bistro.com. That's tomorrow, 11 until 1. And what else do I want to tell everybody about? Oh, Friday, our weekly update, as we continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in Israel. Our weekly update happens... uh, Friday, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time with Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. That is tomorrow. Excuse me, that's Friday, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time here at JM in the AM. Uh, Ari Goldwag is next on a Wednesday Rosh Chodesh at JM in the AM. Ami Dimitsav, 
Goldwag, Yeshli Hakol here at JM in the AM. What's coming up next, you might ask? Um, let me get to our Rummy schedule for a moment. He always reminds me about what's happening next here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, Leon Goldenberg is next with Politics Today. He'll interview Manhattan DA Elizabeth Crotty and New York State Assemblyman Dan Cord. It's all coming up. Candidates for Manhattan DA Elizabeth Crotty and candidate for New York City Assemblyman, New York State Assemblyman Dan Court. That's coming up at 9 a.m. Live lunch. Avrami is live from Israel. 11 until 1 Eastern time. A Wednesday live lunch. Road trip today at 1 p.m. with the OU. Uh, Miriam Wallach and I will feature Western Massachusetts with two special guests. And I'll tell you something. What we learned about Western Massachusetts when, when we did this interview, just amazing. Charlie Bernhout, The Hour of Jewish Soul, tonight at 7 p.m., great cantorial music, and, of course, the encore of JM and the AM coming up at midnight tonight. Achenu Yisrael and Achim brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday. Rosh Chodesh here at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty tomorrow from Livingston, New Jersey, when we broadcast our JM in the AM show from Congregation 8 Chaim.
join us. Also, if you missed my conversation with General Amir Avivi of Abitronistim, you must listen to it. It'll be made available at NahumSiegel.com and, of course, on our app. Make sure to listen to this morning's interview with the general. Couldn't have been a more timely interview with what's going on with our brothers and sisters in Israel. Continue to pray for the safety and security of our brothers and sisters in Israel. Continue to pray that the IDF and the IAF deters and defeats the enemy. And I thank you. Have a fabulous Rosh Chodesh Wednesday. Till tomorrow from Livingston, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.